Hello, I'm Justine Willis-Toms. Today, I'm hosting Connie Baxter-Marlowe and Andrew Cameron Bailey. They're the co-authors of The Trust Frequency, 10 Assumptions for a New Paradigm. Connie, welcome. Andrew, welcome. Hi, we're Justine. thrilled to be here. Now, we're thrilled to have you on the New Dimensions Cafe. You talk about how humanity is at a crossroads right now. Can you describe that crossroads that we're at right now as you see it? Well, I'm, I know you know there have been a lot of prophecies about that, including, say, Teilhard de Chardin back about 100 years ago talking about the Omega Point. We've just made it through something called December 21st, 2012, with the end date of the Mayan calendar where the, you know, the world didn't end. We're still here. But I am seeing something going on. I think I am actually detecting, me, Andrew, I'm seeing something. And there is a change. There's a shift. They talk about the shift. And I think I'm seeing little intimations and inklings of something going on that I think is very positive. I believe that our species is actually engaged in an evolutionary process and that we are moving on an upward spiral to a new state of being. And that's what our book is about. It gives tools for each individual to, to, to take themselves. It's, it's, it's up to each of us how we play out our role in this evolutionary upward spiral and in this leap of consciousness. So it, it's just really comes home to, to us. Going back to the glimmers, Andrew, can you state some of the glimmers that you're seeing? Yeah. You know, it's interesting. We just went into, we had to drive into Manhattan for a conference at Trinity Church down on Wall Street. And there was a thing, I used to live in Manhattan and I used to go Sufi dancing up at the Cathedral of St. John the Divine way up on 110th in Amsterdam, right? And it was always really hard to find parking in Manhattan. Parking is impossible. And there were certain Sufi practices that we learned and sort of didn't really, couldn't actually believe that they would really work. But we kept finding parking places miraculously, magically. This time, just two Sundays ago, we're in Manhattan, and it was packed. It was a high tourist thing. There's the whole new, um, what's it called, the World Trade, World Trade Center um, thing down there. And we pull up outside the church and forget it. It's packed. I said, Connie, you go on in. I'll go and park. I'll take a cab back. And meanwhile, inside myself, I'm, I'm, I'm doing this, um, this practice. And right as we sat there, a car pulled out right in front of the church. I said, looked in the rearview mirror, the light was red for those people, pulled over there, parked, perfect. Mm -hmm. So that's a part of it. And I'm seeing, but I'm also seeing a difference in people, a difference in attitudes. We've just been in the Hamptons, eastern Long Island, where it used to be kind of a mean-spirited place. I raised my kids there. I lived there for a long time. And it was very different from life in Marin County or Santa Cruz where the kids were born. And something's shifting. It's shifting in people's attitude. I think people, if amazingly, people are happier. It seems to be tough times on the one level. If you listen to the news and all that stuff going on out there in the, in the cacophony of, of media, but on the ground, looking around and eye to eye with people, something is shifting. And also, the, all of these earth events that are happening, the storms, the, the tsunamis, the, you know, they're, they're, the they're, hurricanes, they're, the yes. hurricanes, they're, they're prying us loose 
from our belief that that the, the money in the bank is important, that that a, our home is important, that you know our life depends on these things, it's it's setting us into this trust frequency. We're being forced into just trusting and 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 realizing that that communities are full of people who show up for each other and who love each other. Because when we were so busy running around after money and and all that stuff, we we didn't notice. In fact, we were afraid of those people down the street, and now all of a sudden they're showing up with food on our uh, on our doorstep and taking care of us. And and so, it, it to me, it's 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 all there is is the coming of peace on earth and heaven on earth, and that everything is contributing to that, and that it is our true nature, and that we it is the true nature of the universe, and that very soon we're going to to break through that veil that separates us from that knowing. Well, we we have really discovered in biology that it's rather than survival of the fittest it's survival of those who collaborate and cooperate exactly and exactly that whole darwinian thing that we took on and believed was true and taught our kids that you know if they don't get out there and compete they're not going to survive when in fact it's cooperation that leads to survival You've, and thrival and, and, and thrival. abundance. Mm -hmm. You've uh, mentioned several times now trust frequency, and that's the title of your book. What does that mean? Well, it means that when we when we are vibrating at a higher level, this good vibes versus bad vibes, you know, that we are taking ourselves into a higher frequency where the laws are actually different, where it is abundant, where we can be safe. Our hearts are safe. We can operate from that loving part of ourselves and know that it's going to be okay, that, we are, that we're loved by a loving universe and that we can come from that place and, and honor our own hearts and, and, and know that, that it's going to take us to a higher place where the laws are actually different. So there, there's an example. I know that you've recently met a young man from Oregon and who lost his leg in a motorcycle accident. And I, I'm going to have you tell that story in just a moment, but it's, it's, I think it will serve as an example of how we, we can face adversity in different ways. And can, can you tell the story about this young man, please, Andrew? Yeah. So it's, 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 Ultimately, it's all about attitude. In fact, the Trust Frequency book is all about attitude, how we face life, the set of assumptions with which we face life. This young man, whose name is Evan Strong, was actually on the island of Maui at the age of 17 on a motorcycle on the way to work, and a drunk driver came the other direction, hit him, and nearly, they've said he should have been dead. But he came through, and he, both he and his family are extraordinary people. They actually live not in Oregon, but up in Nevada City, California. And talk about taking adversity and turning it around through a positive, loving attitude, just through trust in the loving universe. That's the term I would use. And the term he used, he just said, I just, my teacher was right there with me. In fact, in the hospital, while the surgery was going on, the surgeon, who was an absolute skeptic about any of this guru stuff, said there was somebody guiding his, his hands. And later on in the hospital, somebody brought a picture of the guru and put it up on the wall, and the, 
the doctor came in, the surgeon came in with all these other doctors and, and saw this and said, that's the guy. So it's interesting. There's way more than meets the eye. He was, a, he was an aspiring champion skateboarder. And he's gone on to be an actual champion skateboarder with one leg. He skateboards, he teaches kids, he teaches disabled people how to do crazy stuff. We, we just saw this film doing these tricks and things on these skateboards that people who would, you would think they would just have to sit and watch TV, you know. No, he's teaching people to get out, face it, stand up and do it. So the circumstance of his life was devastating, just devastating. And, and it might have, um, and understandably, stopped someone in their tracks and say, oh, well, my life is over. It's just like nothing turned out the way and I, they would just become depressed and, and that's it. But he did something else. Yeah, he took it a different way. And he knew he, he was guided to it, that this circumstance was serving him. He and that he it. has taken it out to serve others and, and teach others that they, they're not limited by losing a limb. And it, it's, it's just extraordinary. And, and, and he, he actually had a premonition before it actually happened. So, you know, there is just this sense of, of, of our destiny path. And, and when, you, when you take it with a positive attitude, you transform it into beauty and, and service and, and um, knowing that, that nothing happens to you, it happens for you. You mention in your book uh, the seven A's, and I'm going to read a sentence that you have in your book because it's like a sentence that can guide us, I think, in how we can enter into this new consciousness. I mean, it's going to take some effort on our part, but, but because we're having to ferret out all of our old assumptions that really are no longer working for us. But you say, with focus, awareness, and accurate assumptions, we can choose positive attitude, decide where to place our attention, and align with our highest inner promptings, take committed action, then allow the loving universe to manifest beyond our wildest dreams. So there you just fit all those A's in there about awareness, assumption, our attitude, where we put our attention, how we align with our highest order of things, and how we take committed action and then allow, as you describe it, a loving universe that it's not, it's not here to beat us up. Someone said years ago, the earth is not some sort of galactic penal colony. <laughs> and, you know, sometimes I guess it feels like that, but you're saying it's quite something else. We're saying that we basically incarnated into a lower frequency divorced from our true nature. We took on a persona. We call it the split in the human psyche, that we took on a persona to fit into this, this level that we incarnated into. And, and our true nature is really of this higher level. And that this, this, this penal colony feeling, this, these, these things that, that make us feel like they're not going our way the way we wanted them to because there's another way of being that, that we, our soul wants to be at. 
and knows it's our true nature. And so these circumstances are taking us, cleansing us of this old thinking and this self-hatred and self-doubt by showing it to us, being our mirror and, and, and taking us through these experiences so we'll choose to align with our higher promptings. Is there anything else you'd like to add? To- I, I just say that, you know, this is, this is not necessarily easy work. For some, it might be an epiphany that happens in a nanosecond. For others, it might be hard work. These unconscious core beliefs that lurk deep within our subconscious and sabotage so much of our efforts in life have been there for countless generations, and it's not easy. The book is, in fact, a handbook for this process. It's a, it's a very, it took us about five years and a lot of revisions and a lot of thinking, a lot of work to get this book to the point where we feel that it's actually a useful, practical handbook to take you through these steps. It's very interesting, too. I want to say the different uh, people who have written and said, hey, this is really a great book. And you have from scientists, from uh, cultural observers, from economists, uh, just uh, such a variety of people. That's what got my attention, people that I tremendously respect. Uh, I said, well, maybe this book isn't some sort of airy-fairy, let's all go off into the new paradigm together. No, it it actually is what you say that I have to, I, I don't often say this on air, but but it is a wonderful guidebook to help us align with a new attitude and really shift into that other, you call it frequency, uh, I, I think of it more like an attitude shift. Mm-hmm. And paradigm shift. Paradigm yeah. shift. And, and much of it you. comes from the indigenous way of knowing. I've spent 20 years with, with visionary indigenous elders, Native American elders, and Andrew's spent much time as well. And, and their way of knowing is a trust-based paradigm, is in a conscious, loving universe. Everything is alive. Everything has spirit. Everything has a purpose. An animal that comes into your way is coming with a lesson. You are loved by that animal, by all of creation. It's phenomenal. And, and, and quantum science is now proving what these Native people know, that we're all connected, that, that we are, we're all one consciousness, and that everything has a purpose and a reason. And just one last question. How many of us will it take to truly change from the old paradigm that we've really been working under for the last 400 years, a mechanistic universe that is unloving, that doesn't even know we exist, to something else. How many of us will it take? How many matches does it take to ignite a prairie fire? Wow. <laughs> yeah, under the right circumstances, that's only one, one. That's one answer. Yeah. And the other answer is, you know, the tipping point or the um, critical mass point is arrived at at some point that we really can't calculate. Is it 144,000? People talk about it. There's that number that comes. Monkeys. Right. You know. that, I, don't, I don't think that's something we can know. All, all I know deeply is that as my vibe is elevated, as I am more and more in the trust frequency, it just feels like either I am seeing through the creative process of what I create with my consciousness, I'm looking out through these eyes and seeing things that are on a higher level. Possibly I'm even influencing others just through my vibe. If I walk into a room and I'm shining, that just brings everybody up a bit. 
So, you know, as each of us does this, as each of us, our individual spark ignites, up we go together. A prairie fire of new consciousness. <laughs> Thank you so much, Connie and Andrew, for being with us today on the New Dimensions Cafe. What a pleasure. Thank you. I've been speaking with Connie Baxter Marlowe and Andrew Cameron Bailey, the co-authors of The Trust Frequency, 10 Assumptions for a New Paradigm. And if you'd like to know more about their work, you can go to their website, thetrustfrequency.net, or you can get there through the New Dimensions website, newdimensions.org. I'm Justine Willis-Toms. Thank you so much for joining us on the New Dimensions Cafe, and I invite you to please join us again. You've been listening to the New Dimensions Cafe. This series of shorter interviews features many of the remarkable guests also featured on our internationally syndicated one-hour New Dimensions radio series. To access more than a thousand hours of programs, to subscribe to our newsletters, or to become a member, please visit us at newdimensions.org.